program. Welcome into this week's recruiting breakdown. My name is Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, joined by Justin Wells of Inside Texas slash Pro Tennis Circuit with his hat. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about state track meet. Justin, Joe Cook were at the state track meet uh, there in Austin over the weekend. We'll talk about some stops I've made on the road so far this week. Arlington Martin and Duncanville Monday, uh, Lancaster Tuesday. A couple other ones we're not going to talk about. Um, yet, but uh, that's kind of what we're going to hit on today. Any new visit news, official visit news that's going to be coming out as Texas, I believe, is up to 32 official visitors in June. We think that number is going to creep up to like 37 or 38 here in the next week or two. Uh, so, Justin, jumping right in here. Um, first question is What were your t general takeaways from the uh, uh, state track meet? Other than Cedric Griffin being very impressed with Jelani McDonald. <clears throat> Yeah, Griffin reached out. He was um, – there was something there. Uh, and you know what? It makes sense. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but on three, put him back in the athlete category. I'm not sure when it happened. But he went to the number two athlete in the nation uh, behind Terry Bussey. And, you know, there's, there's a reason for that, Jerry. You know that and I know that. And it's not just on the football field. It's being a, a, a fantastic basketball player, you know, all syntax player of the year in 2021 it's winning the the triple the gold and the triple jump yeah. in uh in, you know in 2021 last in last spring um and then competing this year at the u.s uil state track to me jelani mcdonald's a big reason why there's a lot of excitement in this class and i like the fact that they told him he's going to start off at star you know the super nickel but i i you know i i think that the the, the not having a position is more exciting because I, I, I thought what we saw at the All-American Bowl, the time I went to see him play, that he lined up one-on-one -on, -one on an island with a receiver while he wasn't playing quarterback. Like, it was it, it, very impressed. And, you know, Jelani's got a great personality. So I thought he really topped off uh, a really fun state track meet, as it usually is. I love – I think my favorite part was probably confirming Micah Hudson's official visits – uh, this show, if you go back and watch the recruiting breakdown last week, I believe, we both mentioned that there's a good possibility he's going to be in tech middle of June, Texas late June. Uh, he confirmed that for me on Friday, so we broke that. And that was a good – that was – Michael was very helpful in that event. And he wound up getting third in the 4 by 2 his Lake Belton crew. So I was a little surprised with that. I know he was happy with it yeah. as well. Um Ohio State's also going to get an official, too. He just doesn't know the date. I wouldn't be surprised if AM grabs one as well. Um, and then also seeing Bryant Wesco. You know, I went in thinking that was an OU lean. I went in thinking, you know, with, his sisters, can, yeah, with his sister's connection, I thought this is this is the pattern. And uh, he made it pretty clear that he's more open than that. Um, he told me he set up all his officials, LSU, TCU, Tennessee, Clemson, Um the big thing for him is there's a chance he could see Texas. Uh, he left that door open. I feel like Chris Jackson kind of got in a little bit behind the other ones, and he's trying to play catch up. But if yeah. there's one thing that he's connected with Texas and Chris Jackson, it's that coming from the NFL, that 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 skins on the wall that he's put guys into the league, and he's also helped them in the league, especially last year in Jacksonville with Christian Kirk and, uh, and those guys. And so uh, Zay Jones. And so, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we got to see Trevor Goosby do a little shot putting. That guy looks fantastic at 6'6", 290. They told him he's going to come in as a tackle. But they also want him to learn guard and even center over the course of him being in Austin. But that sounds like a Kyle Flood pitch yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. And so at the end of the day, 
I uh, got to see a lot of good athletes. Uh, Jelani Watkins, one of the new Texas offers from Clown Forest, can fly. Caden uh, Durham, 2024 running back out of Duncanville, can scoot. I think OU is the team to beat there. And then you have DeCorian Moore, which I got to see on Saturday. And then you get you got to talk to him a couple of days ago, and, and that was a fantastic you know interview and read uh, that you had at Inside Texas. And so my UIL segues into your DFW. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you saved, I, you know, look, maybe the best for last. Um, when you go to Duncanville, most 30 Division One guys, I, I, there were six Power 5 DBs out there. Um, well, five. One was out with an injury. But, uh, look, uh, DeCorian Moore, not a knock on Hudson or Wesco or anybody else. I would take him over all of them wide out, just as far as his natural talent. I, I think DeCorian Moore is a total freak talent um, because he's strong. He's quick, he's fast, he's explosive. If you don't get your hand on him, if you can't jam him and reroute him a little bit, it's, it, you have big trouble. It's a lot like watching Evan Stewart, but this is a thicker frame individual. Bigger, yeah. He has that same talent level where you just kind of like, ooh, this guy moves different, his acceleration's different, his separation is different coming out of cuts. And when Duncanville guys are immediately having to turn and chase – that's a pretty good sign for Decorin uh, Moore's talent level. And look, I I'll tell you what was interesting, Justin, is uh, Caden Durham's probably an o Oklahoma LSU deal. He's from OU, by the way. Yeah, yeah. From Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, he has the OKC tattoo. And he also um, has a dual uh, offers. Yeah, yeah. And um, But there's a lot of LSU flavor at Duncanville right now. Mm -hmm. Decorian Moore, I thought, I think is – LSU, Texas. I think te some people say Texas is a favorite. Families from Austin, I get it. Grandma, great grandmother went to Texas. It's early. It's early, but Texas, LSU, I think are the top two there. Colin Simmons, Texas and LSU at the end of the day is probably where a decision comes from. We'll see. There's a long ways out. Alex January, probably Texas, LSU. Yep. I mean, With a dash of Florida State. So look, if you're a Texas fan, just be glad LSU didn't hire Rashad Samples right now. <laughs> That's all I had to tell you, because we'd be not talking about a lot of positive things right now, I don't think. But, yeah, so the Corey Moore, though, I think that's more – I think that's – you know, he if you talk to him, LSU, you know, he said it in that break. He said, when I would go on YouTube and look at college football, I LSU was who I always searched. He was down yeah. at LSU recently. Obviously, he'll be at Texas. Um, look, right now, USC is probably a third team with him, but it's going to be one of those two. Uh, I know people are wondering about Colin Simmons. You know, look, nothing – I don't have any takeaway other than what I had before after talking to him. Um, we had a good interview on Inside Texas, him just talking about Texas. You know, the best news, I think, for Texas fans is he talks Anthony Hill and Jonte Cook, DJ Campbell. He talks to those guys a lot. Right. And as long as those guys have really positive reviews, especially Ant Hill and, and, and Jonte Cook, as long as they're having a really good time and they think they made a great decision, that helps the football side with the Colin Simmons recruitment. Um, the interesting thing is a couple of people there at Duncanville, Justin, went as far as to say he likes, he loves, he actually really likes Florida. He's not, won't go there. He really likes Florida. And Georgia's there, obviously, and Alabama's there. Uh, some people said this is going to be so close to home that they predict it's going to come down to LSU, Texas, and even A&M as the third school. That's how close to home they think it's going to be at the end of the day. They, they weren't saying he would go to A&M, but they thought that's how close to home this was going to come down to. Uh, and he'll release, Colin will release his official visits when he's ready. 
We said it with Micah Hudson last week. I've been saying it on Inside Texas. I'll say it now. If he's not in Austin the 23rd through 25th, I'll be shocked. So we think he'll be in Austin June 23rd through 25th. When will he be at LSU, Florida, A&M, Georgia? We'll find out. I, I think these visits are going to happen in June uh, for him, and I think he'll release those dates pretty soon. Um, and then, uh, you know, what I guess, you know, my takeaway or my thoughts, Justin, are official visit coming together for Texas, right? I mean, yeah, We're uh, two weeks, we, about two weeks away, two and a half. Yeah, weeks. so I, we would think Colin Simmons will let people know about his official visit soon uh, coming up here. It'll be on an edit or a yeah. video or an Instagram yeah. live. He or, did tell me he's or, not just going to drop a pin everywhere he goes. He's going to announce it. Yes. <laughs> He'll get some run out of it. Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm all about that. Thank you, yeah. Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I ain't trying to right. find you like Waldo. <laughs> so, what are kind of what are your thoughts right now? It, it, it's interesting to me. Let's start at like a running backs. Christian Clark's the 16th through 18th. Jarrett Gibson 23rd through 25th. Obviously, those are the top two backs on the board. Yes. Um, it, it's interesting that we're having some separation in these visit dates. For some guys, have visits scheduled different spots, right? And weekends are taken. Um, but you know. Christian Clark went to USC officially, or is there this weekend? I believe on this weekend. This which weekend, if you, got, if, you if you have a, if you have an opponent taking an official in May, that's they know they have good. ground. To make up. Yeah, they know they have ground to make up. So we'll see if Oregon gets him in here in the first couple of weeks. I, I'm kind of looking at June 9th, 11th possibility there if he's going to make that trip. Then it's Texas 16th through 18th, and Georgia to 23rd through 25th. What's interesting about that is a coworker of ours, that's Keith Niebuhr, who's a Gators online Florida site was at the Benjamin school today over in Jupiter, Florida, Palm beach gardens. And he was talking to Florida commit Chauncey Bowens and George has been trying to flip Bowens for a while. Bowens is a very talented back. So where does Christian Clark fall on their board? I think he's behind Bowens at least on the, on the Georgia board. So we'll see if, if Georgia can't get in Bowens here in June, then they may try to make that push for Christian Clark and make it a little more interesting for Texas because Texas leads right now. Well, let me throw you a curveball. Where do you think Taylor Tatum measures up on that Georgia board? I personally think there's a few guys ahead of him. I do too. Maybe a handful. Yeah. And I think that's why you're seeing so much talk of chatter with Michigan. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's that they're they're making him a, a more of a priority, even though right. I, I know he's a big fan of Georgia and, and the opportunities there in Athens. Everybody is right now. Yep. But that's that's a good question because you know Texas is is swinging big again. We know how to shard choice roles. This, oh, yes. this is the norm for him. He's going for the number one and number two guys: Jarrett Gibson, Christian Clark, Taylor Tatum's a guy that that, that still talks to Texas. That's not, you know, but I think it also shows how much confidence the Horns have, Jerry, because Taylor hasn't scheduled an official. James People wind up jumping into Ohio State's boat, which I don't blame him at all. That's how smart that kid is. He went ahead and got him a spot. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, And then there's also a handful of other ones that you could talk about, but I think those are the main ones. And Gibson tweeted out tonight his top five. I'm shocked Texas is on it, but I'm not. Uh, I still feel like, I, you know, there's no such thing. I mean, I say there's no such thing. Silent commits are such an, right. a thing 10 years ago. But I wouldn't be surprised if Gibson was right now. Right. That's really trending well for Texas. And then, like you say, Christian Clark's going to USC this weekend. I love the fact if you're a Texas fan, you want him taking an official in May because that's that that's not a good sign. That's a, hey, let's right. get it over with type of visit. Yeah. And yeah, so we know we have ground the back. running back market and the wide receiver market. We've kind of we've kind of got an idea of we talked a little bit about let's shift gears to the defense yeah. because yeah. I feel like linebacker is a big subject. I feel like the Oak Ridge boys are big <laughs> subjects. And we you know what? The secondary could wind up being the best position for Texas in this 2024 cycle, especially with how Kobe Black is trending and, and some of those other guys. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I look, I was by uh, Lancaster today, Lancaster High, and I'll have a story in the morning on Corey Gibson. Uh, that's a Texas Clemson deal. And look, I, here's my takeaway from being there today. I think he knows where he's going right now, and he's using the June official visits just to kind of cement that. Um, and I would agree he with obviously that. got the dream off. I, he obviously got his dream off for Clemson. They sh- they shook it up there. What's up, little man? They shook it up there. Um, I think there's a level of confidence with Texas there. Um, yeah. I think he's really close with Jordan Johnson Rubel. The interesting thing is they're both from Fort Worth, and Jordan Johnson Rubel's at IMG. Corey Gibson's now at Lancaster. But those two guys are very good friends, very similar personalities, and, and, and they're close. Uh, Kobe Black, obviously, looks like it's trending Texas. Um, the wild, the complete wild card is Wardell Mack because in the state of Louisiana, it's like Dominic McKinley. They've chalked him up as an LSU Tiger, right? Yeah. If you talk to people not LSU, they're like, I don't know. This kid really likes Corey Raymond, and Texas is really in play after the the uh, unofficial visit for the spring game with him and his mom. So we'll see there. Texas is in on absolutely the right guys at defensive back. I, I don't think there's any way they don't come away with four really good players. The question is, do they sign five? Is there a wild card out there that leads them to five? And I think there may be um, possibility. But linebacker, Ty Anthony Smith, I, Eric – I agree with Eric Nolene. I, you know, after being at Jasper, and I'm sure you'd agree with it too. I think that's one Texas can win. Um, yeah. I feel like AM's faded a little Especially and, after they've gotten past the USC Alabama out of state phase that a lot yeah. go through. Yeah. And he's going to visit uh, USC the 16th through 18th. Uh, just wake me up when he signs with USC. I just don't see it. I mean, so I think AM's June 2nd through 4th, and in Texas the 20th through 22nd. The Oak Ridge boys, um, they're interesting to me, Justin, because they're Justin. Justin Williams has not scheduled his Texas official visit. Him and his brother, Joseph Jonah Jagne, go everywhere with those two because the mom works a lot, right? Okay. So they're all at Georgia this weekend. That's Justin Williams, his older brother, and Jonah Jagne. Jonah Jagne, that's his dream school, Georgia. That's where he was waiting to get an offer. He's never been on campus there. And if that goes well this weekend, I'm just here to tell you, 
I'm not sure I wouldn't put him the number one prospect in the state long term, upside wise. I could so, make an argument for Williams in the same yeah. breath. So my point is, if I'm saying that about Joseph Jonah Jaune, then what is Will Muschamp and Kirby going to say when they see him and Trey Scott? Oh, and yeah. be like, uh, we got to get this guy because they haven't seen him. They came to the school, but Kirby hasn't met him. He hasn't seen him. Will Muschamp had hip replacement surgery. He hadn't been out evaluating this spring. So they're going to see him for the first time this weekend, and they're going to be blown away when they say, this guy's 16 years old, and he's this intelligent, and he's got this frame, and he asked the right questions. So he's going to become a guy Georgia wants. So then Texas really is going to have to work fast. Ooh. The key for Joseph Jonah is the mom's never been on campus at Texas. She has been to a and yeah. um, Because like we said, he came to Texas for the junior day with Justin and his brother, Williams and his brother. So Texas first needs to get Justin Williams set up for a June official visit. If they do that, I think Jonah Zhanye and his mom will come to Texas for an official. But let's see what happens after this Georgia visit. Why is Texas so behind for Joseph Zhanye, especially with the Connor Oak Ridge connection and the Joseph Asai connection? I think what's interesting to me is, and it's the same with Nigel Smith a little bit, is they've transitioned from, okay, these guys don't really want to be recruited as defensive tackles. Yeah. They want to be recruited as more of a jack position. And Texas has had to shift gears in those recruitments. Um, but then Texas also, they don't really – they're more positional recruiting now instead of area recruiting, so to speak. So yeah. I think sometimes when you don't area recruit – it's and we're, look, we're not saying Texas is doing the wrong thing. They've signed top five classes. No, no, no. Ago. This is their system right now. But sometimes you do get some of those details lost when you don't have an area recruiter – that maybe you would find out otherwise. So maybe you don't find out that key to getting that kid on campus as early as you would like to, or who's the champion, who's that person that you really have to find to get these kids on campus and to get these kids on the phone when they don't want to talk to people. So, but I think it's more the positional change in the recruiting and it's same with Nigel Smith. I could see that, you know, somebody we forgot to mention on the offensive side, we mentioned Micah Hudson, we mentioned Bryant Wesco, um, Jordan Anderson, the uh, the new uh, yeah. Newport Beach, Oregon commit is going to take an official. JoJo Stone came out today and said he's going to take an official. That's the Fairborn, uh, Georgia kid. Um, LSU commit as well. This kid, watch his tape, Jerry. It's fantastic. Where is Texas measure there? Because that's a kid that I've tried to, to connect with a little bit and I haven't been able to. But he, I think he took an unofficial already to Texas he one did. time. Loved it. And him and Chris yeah. Jackson have a little something with a little assist from Tashar Choice. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. You know, again, we're, we're kind of talking about this on the live stream uh, to, uh, Tuesday night. Is uh, Somebody asked about Texas OU battles. Texas and LSU are doing more battles than anybody right now. And that's crossing state lines from Texas, Louisiana, now even into Georgia. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it's very interesting. I think uh, Tashar Choice recruiting Georgia and Florida is so big for Texas because what he's proving – is he can not only get his foot in the door, he can open up the door wide enough where those kids get to campus. So then you have yeah. a shot. So then you sit there with Daniel Calhoun and you say, okay, Rusty Mansell from, from the Georgia site, who I've worked with for years, and myself, we're hearing the same thing. Daniel Calhoun's going to be Georgia or Texas. Not Alabama where his dad played. Not saying Alabama can't win it, but people right now, we're all hearing it's going to be a Georgia-Texas decision. That's a kid whose dad played linebacker at Bama. But to shard get you in the door, then Kyle Flood comes in and tag teams you that recruitment with you of Daniel Calhoun. To shard choice and Bo Davis are at Orlando Jones today. 
seeing DeAndre Robinson, who's at Texas-Florida battle, unless LSU really gets involved there. The short choice kicks in the door in Orlando. He brings Bo with him to recruit the players, right? Tashard has proven to be a hellacious recruiter kicking the door in and getting the position coach to these guys. I mean, they're in on Ricardo Jones, the safety down in exactly. uh, South Good call. as well. He'll visit in June. He just doesn't hasn't said the date yet, right? So Tashard has proven to be – everybody talks about him as a running back recruiter, and he is an ace recruiter. He's very Tim Brewster-like. But he is kicking in some doors and giving Texas opportunities, which is very interesting to follow. He was in uh, in Arizona last night watching yeah. uh, the spring game for Christian Clark. Christian as a matter of fact, he was yeah. there with uh, Oregon's running back coach as well. And so, yeah, yeah you know. And, and by the way, for the for everybody, before we go, um, and I need to thank our sponsor here in a second. I forgot to do that, um, but. Uh, Texas will have three coaches at the IMG spring game from what I'm hearing tomorrow. That will be Blake Gideon, Jordan Johnson Rebell's position coach. That'll be Bo Davis, Jordan Jackson, Jaden Jackson's uh, position coach, and Tashard Choice, who is uh, Jarrett Gibson's position coach. Again, I want to thank our sponsor, our newest sponsor, Chase Yarbrough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Please contact Chase at chase.yarborough.goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to our newest sponsor, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. Um Anything, what are you looking for next? Anything you're looking for anywhere you're headed soon? Kind of what are you monitoring right now? I'll be at uh, most likely, I'll be at Denton Geyer on Thursday, uh, Thursday or Friday. They're having their spring game on Thursday, so I prefer it then to go see Eli Bowen, Texas yeah. offer, kind of check in on him. I know he's looking like an in state kid. I know Texas AM is building a good relationship there. Uh, they've also uh, got Xavier Kunu, 2025 edge defensive end that I'm very, very fond of as well. I love the 25s in, in state, uh, Jerry. The, the cycle is crazy. I'm finding more kids left and right in the 2025 class. Um, then I'm going to try to make it back to, to, to Tyler as fast as possible because Texas wide receiver target Parker Livingstone is in the third round of the baseball uh, playoffs. And, and Lovejoy is playing at White House, which okay. happens to be about 10, 15 miles from my house. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to try to check that out as well. I'll be back in, I'll be in Duncanville in two weeks, kind of going to their spring game as well with fellow on three uh, man, Billy Embody, uh, doing a little bit of a work there as well. And so, um, and you know how it goes, yeah. uh, we could hear a name tomorrow morning and our schedule completely changes, Yeah. but, but that's yeah. just kind of an idea. We're going to check in a little bit more uh, on those guys. And I got one final question for you before we go. Yeah. Are the San Antonio Spurs, the most beneficial team in the history of the NBA draft lottery. Their their franchise just gained $500 million in worth getting the number one pick with, with Wim Yamba. I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, They've been in the lottery seven times. Saying? They've picked the first one three. Yeah. I mean, you got to pop it. And, well, and the, the bad news Hey, Houston Rockets got the fourth pick, man. Ooh, Dude, bad. Houston bad and Detroit yeah. got screwed. No man's land. Just me personally, down the Mavericks, yeah. they got their 10th pick. If it would have been 11th, it was forfeited to the Knicks. Since it was in the top 10, 
We got to pick. So the it's question, gonna be great, Brady, Brady is, Dick or Colton Hendricks. The question is, when does Wim Yamba become the number one selling jersey in the NBA? How long does it take? I think that's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to happen quicker than people think because when people start putting him out in front of the media, they're going to say, there's never been a 7-3 guy that looks like this on a basketball court. And so people that haven't seen him, I think you're going to be blown away. I, yeah, I think he's going to be the, the a once in a decade type kid. I think there's a Giannis feel to him there, yeah. except yeah. he's more skilled at this point. Obviously, yeah. um, if he fills out like Giannis, dear Lord of God, that's going to be <laughs> scary. But yeah. I, I, the Spurs just they they just do you realize the Spurs have twelve first round picks over the next four drafts? That place knows how to run a franchise. Yeah, Top they do. To bottom, got to take tip the hat. And now the ticket prices just went way up. For Justin Wells, I'm Jerry <laughs> Hamilton. This has been this week's recruiting and NBA lottery pick breakdown. And we'll talk to you again next week.